Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? <sighs> not mad, not pissed, not sad. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to find the word. I, I do know this. We lose so rarely that I had forgotten what social media is like the day after an Alabama loss. And I'm not uh, exempting myself from this. I've been a little moody. There I am, moody. That's that's the right word, I'm moody. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been a little snarky. But uh, I think that's to be expected. But I forgot the level of the takes are so funny. From, from anywhere, from what I would call way too over-the-top criticisms to total denial of what of what happened yesterday uh, it, but it, it's so funny the range literally from some fans in total denial like nothing's wrong to is just hurt that's it to oh my gosh it's horrible cut all 85 scholarships and fire every coach the game's past nick by i mean everything from from one to the other it's crazy but I think it's like this after every loss. We only do it like once a year. So it's just easy to forget that it's like that. I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> it's hard to know how to deal with loss when you haven't lost anybody. Um, <laughs> it, 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 haven't lost to anybody, I should say. Haven't lost anybody. Yeah, haven't it's lost once, to it's, anybody. it's once a year um, under Nick. It basically works out to we lose really one game a year, sometimes, you know, two. It's it worse, and uh, and and you almost like forget, like, oh yeah, this is how everybody acts. Yeah, and I'll tell you one thing that um, I should do, and I'm sure you will join me here, is give LSU a ton of credit. They came in and they played a hell of a football game. Uh, they had a great game plan. Um, that yeah, here's what we're locked on Bama, so we're not here to. Uh, Law at LSU, it. but I but I think we're we not should locked on get Orgeron. Locked, locked on Orgeron. That'd be a lot of f words if somebody were locked on Orgeron. But um, yes, but I think we should give LSU a ton of credit. There is no doubt about that. They came in with a great game plan and they executed it very well. Um, they exploited our weaknesses, and I think um we found some new weaknesses that we have. But having said all that, I think we can now start talking about some of our weaknesses and where we can get better. And here's what is so funny. Um, You're going to hear a lot of folks say, well, that's just excuses. No, look, these aren't excuses. These are places we need to get better. I think it's easier to say these are places in in our game and in our team that we know, okay, we've got to improve here or else, you know, forget college football playoff. I mean, we might not make it to one of the bigger bowl games. Uh, you know, the, I don't even know what they call the new year, new year six, I guess now it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> but the first thing that jumps off um, to me uh, off the television and I haven't watched the whole replay. I was at the game. I had a great time. I thought the environment was bananas. Um, keeping politics aside. I thought it was uh, kind of cool that, that, that there, there was some patriotism shown because Trump was there. Um, I know a lot of people listen to this don't like Trump. I'm down with that. I know a lot of people listen to this like Trump. I'm down with that too. Don't really care. The politics is not an issue to me. I would hope that that sort of situation would bring just about uh, any fan base, you know, to be a little more unified. Um, Having said all that, I wish he hadn't gone because um, 
not because of the bad juju, which a lot of people think he brought, but uh, because it made it such a pain in the ass to get in the stadium, and it was a pain in the ass. It was Um, was awful. The first thing that jumps off the screen to me is how intimidated our defensive backs were by Edwards Allaire. He just seemed to scare the shit out of our defensive backs because they did not appear to really want to hit him. Um, and they didn't, it, it, I mean, look, I, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but all you have to do is check out that third down conversion, uh, late in the fourth, um, where if we get a stop, we get the ball back down six and here we're off to the races. They throw a little dump pass to him. Trayvon Diggs goes up to him and Edward Zelaya takes him on and drags him an additional four yards for a first down. Uh, you just can't let that happen. You can't let that happen. If And most of the time, Alabama defensive backs don't let that happen. If you're a first-round draft pick, you can't let that happen. Um, and I, I think Trayvon Diggs may have cost himself so, some money in terms of draft position yesterday because he did not have his best game. Yeah, I would even – you know, and again, I'm not, I, I hate going overboard, but it's typical of me to do that after a bad result. But I would go so far – as to as to question how good some of our guys are that we thought were good, I mean, I mean I, and it's one game. It's one game. You know, football's not like baseball. I, I heard somebody compare that for hey, some nights you go for four. You know, that's life in the big leagues. Well, no, no, really, it's not. You only play you only play about twelve football games. Play one hundred and sixty two baseball games. Yeah, baseball sometimes you do go for four. You can't afford to have an off week in football. There's too few weeks, so I never buy that. Um, I just I would just say it's fair to question, particularly some of our juniors that we know are likely to come out for the draft. Uh, you know, Diggs isn't one of those guys. He's a senior. But but I thought Xavier McKinney didn't play well at all. That was by far uh, the most average game, to put it nicely, I've, I've seen from X. Uh, I, I just thought that was that was ungood. Um, it just 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 poor. Uh, you know, all the linebacker, every single linebacker not named Anthony Jennings. I mean, I thought Jennings played well. Uh, I, I don't know that any of the others did, including Terrell. Uh, every single defensive lineman, maybe not named Barmore, uh, you know, I, again, I would question, you know, how, how well they played at all. And these are kids that believe they're good and believe they should go pro early and do things like be first round picks. And I would just say, well, guess what you're going to see on Sundays? Exactly what you saw last night in purple and gold. That's what the NFL looks like. You really think you're ready for that. So I, I think there's a lot of of uh, blame, if you want to put it that way, to go around in, in terms of, uh, you know, the coaching, uh, the plan, uh, how we've coached our kids up over the course of the season, the philosophy that we use to attack today's spread offenses. I would question it all, uh, including – including the dudes. Do we have enough dudes and are dudes as good as we think they are? Because last night defensively, they didn't really look that way to me. I thought a couple guys played well. I thought Sertan played so good. They just wouldn't even throw at him. And, uh, and uh, Jennings, I thought played one of his better games of the year. Uh, outside of that, I'm, I'm, if, if we can, if our staff can find a defensive player of the week, good luck. I guess it's Jennings. It could be Jennings. Yeah, I think that's really the only option, I suppose. I mean, you're right about Terrell Lewis. I know he had a – he ended up with – did they call it an interception or a fumble again? I have not watched the game again. I think they called it an interception, but I wouldn't necessarily say 
it was pretty athletic to come up with the ball, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, like, holy crap, did you see Freak Terrell and that athleticism? That was just more really – somebody tipped the ball. I think it was Jennings. I mean, somebody up front tipped the ball, and it just happened to hit Terrell in the hands. I mean, that's just kind of what it looked like to me. Yep. Um, Yeah, otherwise, it's going to be tough to come up with a defensive player. Uh, Meanwhile, if we're just – talking about guys and, and names and plays where things didn't go well. Uh, Ty P. Ryan, I mean, the first time we need him to make a punt in a big game, uh, I mean, look, let's call it, let's call it what it is. Uh, he looked like a walk-on punter out there. We, uh, yeah. you know, we, we've been giving him all this praise, and he's been a folklore hero, and the first yeah. thing he does is, is put us in a bad position. Now, again, I mean, it's hard to really jump his case because – he is what he is, a walk-on punter. And he didn't ask for anybody to call him the greatest story in Alabama football history. It just People just do that because we do go overboard. But um, I guess when that happened, my first thought was, maybe maybe we got on board with this top P-run thing a little early. Well, everything <laughs> is about sample size, right? I mean, everything's yeah. about sample size. RG3 was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then and and so so he's he's the best offensive rookie in in the in the league. And then two years later, the nation decides that he's an incompetent football player. So what what I mean by that is sample size and overreaction. That's just what we do, good or bad. So Ty Piran get, gets off two good punts the first two times we, we see, the first two chances we have to see him. So so now we're ready to make him an All American. Well, it ends up he's a freshman walk on. Through no fault of his own, I don't. I'm not upset with that. That Ty dropped that ball. I mean, that's a, that's a really big stage. Uh, he's going to learn from it. He's going to get better. He's going to get more poised uh, when he plays in front of a big audience. But let's know so far the theme of 2019. The theme of 2019 is injuries. I mean, you know that it's changed everything for us. And Ty Piron is playing because Will Reichert is injured. I mean, I know Reichert wasn't punting like uh, like Ray Guy. Uh, before he had the hip flexor problem. But the fact of the matter is, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever that if Reichard had never been hurt, he would be the punter right now. Uh, he wouldn't be great, but he would be the punter, and he probably wouldn't have dropped the punt. You never know. You never know. But, Todd, it was definitely just a bad play. But, you know, when you put freshman walk-ons on the field and you don't expect bad plays, you're just living in some sort of la-la land. And – uh and we do that sometimes. That's what, what we do as fans. Everything everything is either perfect or horrible. That's that's what fandom is like. Yeah, and here's the other thing. A lot of fans are saying, "Well, this is what you get for playing such a um, you know bad schedule. You you come up against a team that's as good as you are, and, and you can't handle it." I don't buy that because this, like I told, I was on a radio station in Texas here last week and I told them, they said, well, you know, Alabama's schedule has been so easy. What do you think when they get up against a tough team? I said, man, everybody that's on this team has played 15 games a year. I mean, they've already had all the experience now. I mean, except the true freshmen. I mean, and you know, they, they know what it's like because they're in practice with guys who have done what played 15 games a year. So it's, they know what the big game is like. And it wasn't the big game that, that, that caused this, you know, the pressure that caused Alabama not to have a good game at all. That wasn't it. Um, it was some really bad mental mistakes. I mean, Tua's dropping the ball on the first drive was certainly a bad omen. After, like, it looked like there were about 
I can't remember off the top of my head, but maybe four or five really good plays mixed in there that got some nice yardage. Um, Tua just drops the ball. Now, I don't know if he would have scored. I don't think he would have scored on the run, but uh, it's just one of those – it's rare. Uh, I, you don't see a great quarterback drop the ball like that very often, but he did, and so you deal with it. Um, but it just – I don't think it, this was a situation where Alabama just wasn't ready for the, the big stage. I don't think that's no. what this was. No, two or three things. Number one, and, and I'm um, going to give you – know, you, started, you started out with giving LSU credit. Uh, I'm going to give the, – uh, they're the best team in the country. They're well-deserving of their number one ranking. I believe they're, as of right now, I believe they're going to win the national championship. I think they're just the best team, uh, best total team out there, offense, defense, and special teams. They're the best, so give them credit. I, I think, much like I said in 2014, and at the time, no one was agreeing with me, and now I think a lot of people do, when we lost to Ohio State in the very first playoff game we ever played in, I walked out of the Dome thinking, well, we lost, but we lost to a team that's just better than us, and, and no one thought that was a possible thing, that Alabama was – wasn't as good as Ohio State. Now, like, all 22 starters of that Ohio State team are like the NFL All-Pro team, uh, you know, with guys like Zeke Elliott and uh, Michael Thomas and guys like that. But what I'm telling you right now is LSU is, is a better team than Alabama. That That's that's one of my takeaways. They're better. They're better. They're not a, a lot better. As a matter of fact, they're only six points better, which is barely better. But I, I do think LSU is barely better than Alabama. Uh, that doesn't mean that if we played ten times – LSU would win all 10 times. No, what it means is if we played 10 times, LSU would win six times. They're barely better. Uh, and and that's that's what happened last night. Secondly, the, the defense, which is just horrible, is highlighted by the stat that Alabama has never, never, and when I mean never, never lost a game in which they've scored 41 points in regulation. Never, never. And they did last night, which goes to show that offensively they scored enough points. Defensively they were horrible but for those of us shocked that Alabama gave up all those points and lost to LSU look we gave up 23 to South Carolina we gave up 31 to Ole Miss we gave up 27 to Texas A&M those those teams way outscored their averages against Alabama so this wasn't the first time the defense had played terrible it was the fourth time the defense have played terrible. And when you play terrible against the best offense in the country, guess what happens? You lose. And here we are. No, that's a, that's a really good point. And I think what you're going to see now is a lot of people beginning to question, um, is Pete Golding the man at defensive coordinator? That's coming next. I mean, we can we can pick on Trayvon Diggs because he didn't have a good game this time. Okay, that's fine. And, you know, Raekwon Davis, um, I said at the – on the podcast last week, I said, okay, this is going to be the game where he can yep. make some serious dough. He can yep. make some money. And, I, you know, he was credited with half a sack and half a uh, tackle behind the line of scrimmage, but I just didn't see the production I thought he could bring to the table. I just didn't see it. Nope. Now, nope. Um, it, 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 he, he was fine. He was, he was what he's been just about all year long. But my point was if, if he could have um, – he could have shown out with all those scouts and all that limelight and, you know, the big, the most highly rated CBS game since the 2011 uh, game of the century. Then he, he's a superstar. He's a household name. And instead he was just, he's just a, another really big dude yep. on Alabama's defensive line. Um, but, you know, the, we can say those guys just didn't have maybe the, the best games. 
But how much is this is on Pete Golding for not having his defense ready? And look, I'm not I'm not turning on the guy right now because we lost by five to the number one team in the country. However, I think the other games make that possible to to bring to question his effectiveness. You know, yep. is the the Ole Miss game the all these other games make it possible to say, hey, is this our guy? Is this really our guy? I agree 100% that the criticisms are fair. I'm not saying that that's the answer. Sometimes sometimes we don't know. All we see is the result. We see the yards. We see the points. Uh, we, we get concerned about shouldn't we be better than that, that, That's fine. But it is fair at this point after playing. We've played nine games, four of them. I think we've played really poor defensively. Now, are there reasons that we're playing poor? Oh, hell yes. We might have changed how we play defense because of how – and I don't know if that's or not, but it is something that stands out to me. So there's all sorts of reasons and excuses. But, hey, let's, let's, one more time, let's give LSU credit. I know uh, Diggs was getting beat. Uh, Diggs didn't have a good night, like we've pointed out two or three times. But, uh, hey, you're going to get beat when the other team's quarterback might be the Heisman winner in the first pick in the draft and he's throwing to first – wide receiver like and Jordan Jefferson. These these are first-round picks he's throwing to, uh, being thrown by a first-round pick. The the teams we play against that get drilled by Tua and Devontae and Judy and Ruggs, that's exactly what we put them through, a first-round quarterback throwing to first-round wide receivers. We got a little bit of taste of our own medicine last night. Okay, Jimmy, we had a bit of a uh, technical difficulty there. We might have missed a few things that you said, but um, – Going back to it, we had an LSU guy come in the the box. I was fortunate enough to be in a skybox for this game, and um, it, he had a sort of a shit-eating grin on his face when they were winning, and uh, even though we were coming back, and he said, man, I thought y'all's wide receivers are supposed to be gangster. Why, I don't see anything out of them. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Just all four of them will be going in the first round of the NFL draft. No big whoop. Um, but, uh, you know, all, going back to Pete Golding, I think that he is about to be the scapegoat if it's, or, or e-scapegoat, however you want to say it, um, by the message boards. And maybe he should be. I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just saying somebody's got to take the blame for this, and it's probably going to be him. And so unless Alabama's defense has some disgustingly good performances against Mississippi State, Western Carolina, and Auburn, um, I, I suspect we will not be talking about Pete Golding next year. That's just my guess. Um, now we're, we're going to be talking about the recruiting ramifications and, and the recruiting weekend, uh, all week long. We will be talking, we'll probably to be talking about this game a lot more than actually we'll be previewing Mississippi state. I don't think there's much doubt about that. Um, but I do have to at least bring up the officiating for a second, not because you know how I am, Jimmy. I mean, I swear to God, I cannot stand it when people blame losses on the officials. I don't care when the call takes place. I don't care what happens. But uh, this game confirmed to me why I hate instant replay and I wish it would go away. Now, before I get into that, um, if you ever needed like an instant replay on a bad night with a date you had, maybe you should call Roman. Because with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Um, Another entry into the Segway Hall of Fame. 
I'm telling you, I'm getting there. I'm getting there slowly you but surely. I'm destined, sir. You destined are for greatness. congratulated, sir. Um, okay, so the missed face mask on the waddle punt return. You know what? It was awful and is awful and egregious. And he should he should probably be demoted to forever call Vandy Kentucky games from now on. However, um, I can almost I could say, okay, you missed a call. Okay, you missed a call. Now, um, the problem with that is you can't replay that. And see, that could have been huge. That could have been a thing. Um, yep. Because I think LSU got the ball when we kicked off to him. They went down and scored again. And if we had, had if we had been able to kick off from a little bit closer, you know, you know, maybe something else happens. I mean, who knows? Right. Um, the other, the Thaddeus Maltz catch. There's no doubt in my mind that wasn't a catch. Soon as I saw the replay, I said, "Oh, well, they're going to easily overturn this." And when they announced that they can't overturn it, I mean, and I did see that much of the replay. I, I re I rewound it and or fast forward it to that much of the replay on my DVR, and it seemed like. Uh, both announcers and whoever that uh, official they got in the background who said, you know what, as long as he establishes position, he was like, no, wait a minute, that's not right. <laughs> he's like, no, he's he he can't be the first to touch it. This this is, should easily be overturned. And um, and then they said, well, it's not overturned. And I, I thought, how in the hell can that be possible? And so if you're not going to get it right on replay then why do we have the damn thing and f- interrupt the flow of the game? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's my problem with it. It's, it's not, I'm, and here's, here's the other for the, you know, I just want to get the call right crowd. Well, if you want to do that, we need to replay everything. Cause you should have replayed Jalen Waddle's face mask. You know what I mean? If you want to get the call, right, let's replay everything or let's not have a replay at all. And be done same with it. How about the fact it was the same official making both calls? Ah, good the point. The same official that missed the Waddle face mask was the official that made the the the, the catch or no catch call on Moss down at the one. Same guy. And here's the other thing that pisses me off: the SEC officiating Twitter feed, which you know is supposed to explain these things. Yeah, I would think I haven't looked at it. What is, has it oh, said? It, have they said anything? Oh yeah, I'm gonna pull up the actual tweet, Thank and you, it'll piss you off even I more. I stupidly haven't looked it up. Well, here's the thing: what really made me mad about it. Is, is here? I'm going to tell you what they say and then tell you what made me mad. They said, okay, in LSU versus Bama, if a receiver is forced out of bounds due to contact by a defender, the re- receiver can reestablish position on the field and make a legal catch. On the play in question, the ruling on the field was the receiver was forced out of bounds by contact. By rule, if there's contact between the defender and the receiver, whether or not a player was forced out of bounds is not reviewable. So what I'm saying is, then why do we have review? He didn't throw do his hat down. He's supposed to throw his hat That's down right. if he's out of bounds. He's supposed to throw and his hat down it. if he's out of bounds. And he didn't do it. Was he for? Is there some sort of video evidence that he was forced out of bounds? No. Is there any video evidence that he was? There's to video me, he evidence was just to the standing out of bounds. No, no, no. And he, what he I actually, haven't been able to see, I'm just in the stadium, but what I wasn't able to clearly see, <laughs> did he reestablish himself in bounds before he caught the ball? It didn't look um, like it to me, but I'm in the stadium. So here's the thing: it was very close. I mean, he did do a great. It was a great athletic play. Don't get me wrong, but my point is, he clearly went out of bounds. He clearly was not forced. He he did get back in bounds, and then you can you can make a fifty fifty call on if you thought okay he was still in bounds when he caught it. It's all irrelevant because he went out of bounds on his own. He was not he forced out, out of bounds. bounds. On his own. And so, so that's he was definitely and, ineligible, but. <clears throat> You can't that. Is that what they're saying? 
he was definitely they, out of bounds, but you can't review. He was definitely in an, an, an ineligible receiver, but you can't review that portion of it. Correct. Is that, is that's that, what they is said. Is that what the league is defending themselves on? That's that's how. And you know what, Jimmy? I would give them so much more respect because I do. As I said a million times over, I can live with refs making mistakes, just like I can live with Tua throwing a pick. I can live with Trayvon Diggs uh, dropping an interception, or or I can live with a lot of things. But I cannot live with saying, "Okay, we got to get the call right." So we got to have this game interrupting interrupting replay system that's terrible, and then we've got to still not get the call right, and then we've got to give some bullshit excuse. Why don't you just come out and say, "Hey, we're SEC officiating. We're sorry. We missed the we shit out of that call, y'all. We screwed it up." <laughs> just say that. Just say that. And it's not like anything will change if you screw it up. It's not like we're like, "All right, game doesn't count." No, I mean, bad calls are just part of, part of the sport that's been going on for – just say that you messed it up or say this. Say the rule is written as imperfect. Our hands were tied because our rule is sort of dumb. So maybe what we need to do in the offseason is sit down as a rules committee and say, hey, next time this happens, give us the power to do something about it because here we couldn't right the wrong because we didn't have the tools to do it. In other words – review whether a player's ineligible or not to me that should be reviewable because that's an inbounds or out of bounds thing it's not a judgment call not really a guy's either out of bounds or he's inbounds and and that's been reviewable from from day one that was the whole point of the initial review rule was inbounds out of bounds that's basically all they called initially on 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 instant replay reviews when they instituted it so yeah as usual it was a poorly officiated game probably for both sides. I never think for one second that there's any sort of bias. I believe very easily always that there's incompetence, but I never believe there's bias. Uh, Me too. But, you know, a couple of calls didn't go our way. Uh, but again, I mean, LSU whooped our ass. That's it. That's why we lost the game. LSU whipped our ass. Joe Burrow was the best player on the field last night and, uh, and, and they won the game. No. And again, we can, we can say that till our, to we're blue in the face and maybe there's an LSU fan listening. And if you are, God bless you. And you, you kicked our ass. Congratulations. Um, but I think this show is typically we're, we're trying to focus on what the hell can we do differently? And we don't have much time left here, Jimmy, but I think one of the things we should do differently, uh, well not do differently, but one of the things we should really begin to stress now is here, here's the thing. We're going to have to beat the shit out of Mississippi State, Western Carolina, and Auburn to have a shot. That has if we got can. to be, if we can, <laughs> if we can, we may not be good enough. That's that's fine. Yeah. I'm saying we have to do that if we're going right. to have a shot. Now we are still number four in the AP poll. We're still number four in the coaches poll. There's a chance, but now we also know that if Georgia goes into Auburn and wins. Um, and and Georgia, you know, beats right. if Georgia wins out and LSU wins out, they're probably both in. But if uh, if LSU yeah. wins out, um, you know what? We got a shot. If a few yeah. other things happen, we need right. some help. We we all agree yeah. on that. But, but I'm going to say this: there's a path. Yeah, there's a path in. It's doable. Yep. I cannot under any circumstance root for Auburn against Georgia. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't care if it helps us. I'm not doing it. Y'all can do it. Good. God bless you. I can't do it. I live yeah, too we'll, close to we'll agree. We'll agree to disagree on that, but I understand the other side. I'm not, I'm not critical, critical of the other side. I get it. And even myself, even though I'm going to in the past, I have said I'm going to root for Auburn in the past. 
I said, you know, I need we need Auburn to win this game. I'm going to beat for Auburn, and then the game kicks off, and then it's just it's too much to overcome. I'm, maybe maybe I'm just too weak and can't do it. But my my goal, my plan is to root for Auburn because I believe it. Uh, an Auburn win benefits us, and I think even though you will not root for Auburn, you agree that that the Auburn win would benefit us. You're just not going to do it, and I I, I get that. Um, I, I think there's several things for us to talk about. It's going to be a great week on Locked On Bama because there's so much to talk about, uh, including how do we improve as a program? Where do we go from here? What are our paths to the playoff? Who should we be rooting for? And all sorts of uh, interesting things like that. So it, there, to me, there's a lot to discuss. I hate that we're hamstrung by our 30-minute time slot this time because I feel like I've got about two hours of things to say here. Oh, we're we're going, man. We're going to go full tilt on this, y'all. So y'all just hang with us. We got a million more things to say. There's no doubt about it. Um, one other thing, really quickly. You know, a lot of people were up in arms about Coach O and in the locker room, and he said, "Roll Tide, what? F Alabama or F Tide or whatever." He said. I mean, he, who knows if he actually said those things unless there was a translator in the room. But um, <laughs> you know, here's my thing on that. If you don't like the way your opponent yeah. celebrates don't give them a the reason game. to yeah then when the and, game. and so i do, you know lsu is i mean they hadn't won in nine years man so if he wants to get up there and and act like a swamp monster let him do it i mean fine and it may work for him it it, it does work for him he's recruited really well elias ricks the ballyhoo defensive back tweeted out man that's my team you know i'm shutting down recruiting that's my team okay maybe it works for him but you know what? Maybe it'll work for us. And here's the other thing for everybody saying, okay, we'll remember that shit. Well, I mean, yeah, you know what? He did it. He did it to Auburn last year. And uh, Auburn said, we'll remember Relax. that shit. Guess what? LSU beat him again. <laughs> that's right. I mean, the, the, to the victor goes the spoils is a saying that's going on for a hundred years. He can say anything he wants. That's they won the game. If we don't like it, there is a way to shut them up, beat them. And we didn't do that. So they get to act like that. They can say anything they want. They won the game. And, you know, there's video of their uh, their players running to our recruit section when the game was over, literally shouting at our recruits to, to stop considering Alabama and sign with them. And I thought it was ridiculous and burdened at the same time. Hey, they won the game. So they get to do stuff like that. All right, man. Well, we will get into more of this tomorrow. I mean, I'm like you. I got a gazillion things to say, and I, I'm going to try and watch the tape sometime between now and then if I can stomach it. I'm not good at oh, watching. Are you watching one, one losses? One quick thing. One good thing. One good. One quick good, good shout out, and that's Tua. Tua played clearly compromised. No telling how hard he worked to come. Back from I can't thirsty, and that's all I could do. I'm going to rehab and prepare for the draft. Thanks for all these great opportunities, Coach Saban in Alabama. But my ankle and my health is just too important to me and my family. I got to pack it in and get ready for the draft. Good luck the rest of the season. And while that would have pissed everybody off, off, how many people would have done that? How many people listening would have done that? How many people would have said, hey, I got my $40 million coming to me next April, so that's all the roll tide that I'm going to do? A lot of people would have said that. But you know what that kid did? He worked his ass off for three weeks, no sleep, 24-hour-a-day rehab for three weeks to get back and play one of the best teams in the country on one leg, and he played great. In fact, he played well enough to win the football game. He threw for 400 yards in that game and would have thrown for more yards if a couple of his receivers hadn't dropped balls. So Tua, as Nick Saban called him after the game, was a warrior 
and uh, and I hate it for him that ankle injuries in two consecutive seasons will keep him from winning a Heisman Trophy because I'll say it emphatically to, to Joe Burrow's biggest fan and Kyler Murray's biggest fan, a healthy Tua Tungvaluwa was the best player in college football. But unfortunately, two seasons in a row, he's been derailed by the ankle. And those kids then went on to deservedly win the Heisman. But, uh, gosh, what an effort by Tua, who has given all and more Alabama. Yes, he break down the stretch, uh, team-wise or individual award-wise. And uh, let's, hope, uh, let's hope we get a lucky break. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Roll Tide. All right. Roll Tide.